Hey, Christina Popovic, Certified Health and Business Strategy Coach here, and in this podcast, I'll be sharing my experience as an entrepreneur, mom of two, imperfect Christian, gym rat and pizza lover, yes, you can be both, as I work my way up the influencer ladder. Every week, I'll be sharing the journey of rebuilding my business after nine months of maternity leave with baby number two. Before she was born, I had built a six-figure business my first year out of coaching school and had a full schedule packed with amazing top-tier clients. It's taken longer than I thought, but I'm back with a vengeance. Come with me as I test out strategies from new mentors and top professionals to grow my business to a sustainable six figures and beyond, all while I manage being a military wife and mom of two kids under the age of 10 during a pandemic. Will I reach another six figures my first year back in my coaching business? You'll have to subscribe to find out. And if you're a service-based entrepreneur, a coach, a mom trying to find her side hustle online, this is the podcast for you. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello and welcome to the Journey to Influence podcast. And I'm so excited today because I have my dear friend Stacy Wynn on. I'm really excited to hear um, what she's prepared for us today. So Stacy was the very first real life health coach that I ever met back in the day. And I remember just being so, just so excited to, to meet a real health coach, even though I had already, I knew her. We were connected for about almost a couple of years prior to that through a church leadership uh, internship that we had done together, but I didn't know then even, I didn't know about health coaching. Long story short, God, just the way that he works, it's so it's so funny sometimes. But then when I got into being interested in health coaching, I didn't, I didn't know any real health coaches. And um, I remember someone saying like, you know, Stacey Wynn, she's a health coach. And I'm like, what? And then I went to her. She had a real, real office building and she had her name on the door and it was like Stacy, certified health coach. And I just remember being so inspired by that of like, oh my gosh, like I can, I can do this and just being really inspired by what she does. And I still am inspired by what she does. And she is just such an amazing woman of faith. She's been just such a strong example for me and just someone that I've looked up to, definitely looked up to as far as just a female leader and just a woman of God. So I'm honored to have her on the podcast. And um, just a little bit more about her as far as what she does in her profession. Um, She runs the Deconstruction Zone on Facebook, and I will put all of these links in the description of the podcast so that you can connect with her there. And she also has ClarityUnleashed.com. And she says that God has been ever present as she's questioned faith traditions, clobber verses, and spiritual abuse at the hands of those in the church. Her passion is sitting in that tension and encouraging others to wrestle with scripture, to tear through the facades of bad teaching, and to build fresh faith on the firm foundation of truth and wisdom. She coaches women who want to gain clarity in their faith feel better equipped with doctrine and embrace empowerment from the Holy Spirit to minister in a broken world. Oh my gosh, so good. And this is so her, like she is just like a powerhouse for God. I love it. I love it. And she's not afraid to stand up for truth. And I know that's something, and and I've even talked to Stacy many times about this. That's something that I really want to get stronger in is having that courage to stand up for what I believe is right or what I feel is truth or or say when I feel that something is not true. And Stacy is just she is just a she is just a, a force to be reckoned with. She's like, oh, I got no problem doing that, <laughs> and I absolutely love that about her. I admire that in her, and um, 
you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard me speak a little bit about my journey this year, this year, especially how I really felt God calling me back to him and drawing me closer to him um, around Christmas time. And then really jumping into the new year with this renewed sense of wanting to be close to him above all else, that everything, I want everything to be centered on him, to come from him. To, and that, that really includes my business. And that, so this is how this really ties into this podcast of my journey to influence and what that looks like, because I feel closer to God now than I have in a really long time. And I feel him working in my life daily. I feel the things that that he's trying to to tell me and teach me. And um, it's just been really incredible already. And I'm, I'm so excited to see where he's leading me and what he's going to continue to do in my life. And part of that is really the working of the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm not a new Christian, but I always consider myself kind of like a newbie. Um, you know, Stacy, I feel like someone like Stacy, she's so knowledgeable and she's so, um, which is why I love her as well. I, I can ask her these questions, but I'm, I'm by no means an expert in the Holy Spirit. And so I'm really excited that this is what we're going to talk about today. This is what um, Stacy and I are going to talk about is the Holy Spirit. And, and I'm really excited to, to hear what she's going to share with us because I know that I want to go deeper with God. And I know that you know, um, the Holy Spirit is such uh, an important part of that. And I want to feel um, the the Holy Spirit in my life even more. So I'm so excited to hand it over to Stacy and to get this conversation started. Awesome. Christina, thank you so much for having me. And this topic is just uh, one that I love to talk about, and it can go in so many different directions. We didn't really plan which direction to take it in, but it sounds like we're on the same page, which is wonderful. And I just want to start out um, by just thanking you again for the opportunity. I love how you popped into my life with all of your energy <laughs> and enthusiasm and just your absolutely beautiful inside and out. I love getting to know you even better. Thanks for having me here today. And I just want to thank everyone for listening and say up front that um, the, the relationship that we build with the Holy Spirit is so very personal and our faith is so very personal and everyone is is on a different journey with God. And I think that one of the beautiful things that we can do for ourselves is just acknowledging that and stepping into that personal relationship. We call it spiritual formation and it's this lifelong journey that we take where God just works in our hearts and lives and we turn more and more of our lives over to God. And that way we become closer and closer. And a lot of that empowerment and equipment that we've experienced is through the Holy Spirit. Uh, but each of us are, are on our own individual journey. So I just want to acknowledge where each listener is in their faith and know that with me, you've got a safe place to, uh, to be because I don't have any expectations and love and love just to talk about where, where you are. I think that's part of the beautiful testimony that we each have. So when I think about the Holy Spirit and kind of what we were going to maybe talk about today, there are lots of things going on in the world that I felt like were coming together and what I wanted to, to discuss. And we've got, you know, women who are really, um, in a, in a position during the pandemic where a lot of things have slowed down, but a lot of things, there have been even more commitments or responsibilities that have cropped up too. So there's 
a lot of uh, a lot of new frustration potentially or questions that are happening or just tension in our lives uh, as a result of just where we are with current events. Um, the Holy Spirit is has been here with us from the beginning, and we read about the Holy Spirit on page one of of Genesis. And the spirit was hovering over the waters at the very beginning of creation. And then we see in the gospels when Jesus resurrected and said, Hey, you thought I was great, but just wait because I'm sending someone to comfort and advocate an advocate for you. And I, it's important that I go because you really want the Holy spirit. So from the beginning to the end of the story in scripture, the Holy spirit appears in lots of different ways and the good news is that the Holy Spirit's with us right now. So when I think about what we're going through in society today, some of the struggles that we've had, and um, we can talk about what it means to, you've probably heard the term about being an image bearer, and we're all image bearers of God. But what does that mean when we start to think about the power of the Holy Spirit and how we bring the Holy Spirit, because I do believe that the Spirit works in us, but also through us. And that helps me reflect on uh, some of the decisions and actions that we take as, as women in the world and, and what that says about what the Holy Spirit's doing in our lives and through our lives. And two, I think that we'll get to two important ways that we can look at scripture and see the actions that the Holy Spirit took in the lives of the early church and be able to say, you know, I feel that and I feel that happening in my life today. And that's something that I can uh, build upon today. And I heard that in what you said in the beginning, Christina. So I think that we'll get there. And then I'd love just to open it up because um, we can talk about maybe some questions that uh, your tribe is asking and, and ways that we can make this even more meaningful for, mm-hmm. for them as well. So to kick us off, I just want to say um, there is, uh, when, you, when you ask, you know, what does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit is really, it can equip and empower us. That's how I like to sum it up. Just you're equipped with gifts of the spirit They're, They empower you to go through life and move through life. When you utilize those gifts, you can do things even better than if you relied on your own personal strengths and abilities. So I've heard people say it's like having, you know, supernatural strength. It is mm. it's your, you have, um, you have access to, wisdom and power and all those wonderful attributes of the spirit, you have access to that and you're able to let that guide you through life. There are a couple of authors, uh, Wheeler and Whaley, and I'll send you some information in case people want to check this out. But I love what they wrote. They said that the Holy Spirit electrifies the believer's heart to action. And that's what multiplies God's kingdom. So it's it's one thing to say, yes, I feel the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. I think the real question that we have to ask ourselves is, okay, great. What are we doing with it? Mm. Um, so when we think in terms of how we interact with other people, and I know that it's a challenge right now where we are in a pandemic, and you know, you might think that we have less opportunity to interact with others. Maybe you are living in a place where 
the quarantine has restricted even the ability to meet as a church congregation. Maybe the church doors are closed. Um, and perhaps, you know, I've heard from a lot of women that that feels really restrictive. And, it, and at first glance, without giving it too much thought, you think that uh, because of politics or religion, like God's movement on earth is being restricted. And I would say, absolutely not. Uh, you know, when you have those thoughts, it's one thing to have them, but then it's another thing to think, is there really anything that's going to restrict God's work? I don't think so. I think the question is, what is God doing through our current circumstances? And how is the Holy Spirit moving at this time? So there are two points that I'll make here for us. One is out of Acts 16, and I'd love for for you to uh, read that passage when you have the chance. It's the story of Lydia, who is the first European convert to Christianity. So the first um, evangelist, some argue, would be the woman at the well. I totally agree with that. And here we have the first convert to Christianity is another woman, Lydia, that Paul meets in, in Philippi. So this story is cool in many respects for women to read. But I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit guiding us. And I think that this is a really great passage to gain some context about how that works. And just at a very high level, Paul sets out to spread the gospel and he makes a plan. So if you think about yourself as a, as a wife, mom, businesswoman, wherever you are in your life right now, you have a plan, you make plans. And I think you can identify with, you know, our, we make as, as human beings, our plans, we have our goals, we have the ways that we want things to roll and we set those down on paper and make lists and goals and vision boards. We've got our plan. Well, Paul did too. He had a plan about spreading the gospel and he decided where he was going to go and who he was going to talk to. And he set out on a journey. And what happened is the Holy Spirit three different times in this passage redirected him. Now, it wasn't when we read the passage, it's not that a wind blew his ship in a different direction or, uh, you know, he was uh, teleported from one place to another. Right. It's nothing like that at all. In fact, it, it's not really apparent. It just says that the spirit blocked. And I think in that respect, you know, you think about your, what you might call your intuition or your gut or your business sense or whatever it is that you rely on. The Holy Spirit speaks to us in such a way that when we listen and are attentive to that and decide, you know, this is, this is something that's different than what I was planning, but I feel like this is the right direction to take in this situation. I feel like that's what he did. So he redirected this well-planned journey three times. In the end, what happened is he ended up exactly where the spirit wanted him to be. Mm. I love this story because to me, it, it, it speaks to the Holy Spirit's activity in, in three different ways. And that's, there is guidance. You do hear from the Holy Spirit and we can, talk about that more. There are different ways that we might hear from the Holy Spirit. So you do hear from the Holy Spirit. It allows us to, to change course, just like he did in his navigation. We can change our course in life based on what we hear from the Spirit. The second, the second thing is that we have to be open to it and willing to change. 
And I think that speaks to a heart of repentance and that posture of humility um, is that, you know, we can make really great decisions on our own. And then sometimes we have to change what we feel is right and do something a different way. And, and I think that's what Paul did. Uh, and I think that's a good model for us to recognize that sometimes we, it's, it's, we do need to change directions and we have to maintain an openness to respond and uh, adapt when that happens. Mm-hmm. And then third, mm-hmm. the third piece of this is Lydia. We read later in this passage that God had prepared her to hear Paul's message. So he prepared her heart for Paul's message. And without getting on my soapbox too much, I think that um, you know we rely as Christians a lot on the words that come out of the mouths of leaders like pastors and other religious leaders. And we rely very heavily on those words, but it's not the words that shift hearts. God shifts hearts. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is the one that does that work. And frankly, I think so many times I've heard so many stories that it isn't really even the words that matter that, shift in faith that occurs, there's, it's something much deeper. So I love Lydia's part in this story too, is that God prepared her and she's a leader. She's a leader in Philippi. That was who Paul was intended to speak to. She ended up starting the first house church there, which ultimately the church of Philippi grew and was a, a large church. So I think that she was a woman of influence, the person that Paul was intended to meet, and the Holy Spirit prepared her, prepared Paul, and set the course um, for them to meet. So that's passage number one that I wanted to talk about, just that guidance. Just those, if you think of some of the nautical terms like navigation and journey and just having a compass, those are the types of things I think of when I think of the Holy Spirit, just that navigation. But let's talk about connection. And even in times right now where it's difficult to connect with people in person, um, we have other ways of connecting. But connection in and of itself is, is one way that the Holy Spirit builds the body of Christ. So Ephesians 4 is a passage that I love because I feel like it describes a very healthy community and how a healthy community forms. And I like um, understanding and acknowledging that a body, the body of Christ is not my local church building where I go. Sure, there are members of the body of Christ there, but the body of Christ is so much larger. It's every every Christian uh, around the world is in the body. So I think that helps us maintain perspective that we do need to continue to meet and we do need to continue to work together. I mean, you and I are talking today from different states. Uh, I was on a call earlier with someone from Japan. Like God puts people together um, outside of our communities, but we're still, we can still be and consider ourselves as a body of Christ. So that connection. So the Holy Spirit guides us, but also connects us. And in Ephesians 4, I think I would point out that that body coming together, it's very specific that there's not multiple heads on that body. There's one head. Mm. And that one head is, is the Messiah. The one head is Jesus Christ. So I think too, again, 
I'm not getting on my soapbox, but I think too about the fact that we are all called to submit to Jesus Christ and we are all called to play our parts in the body. And um, it's only when we each come to the table and step into our gifts and step into our strengths and do our part, that's when, and, and encourage others to do that too. That's when the body becomes the strongest and is able to move and perform according to its purpose. So I love um, faith journeys when we reflect on our own journeys, because our own journeys are so significant. And then where we intersect and our lives intersect with others, there's just such great power in those intersections as well, and making sure that everyone's empowered. And that really, I think, is a picture of what the gospel is, is it's that freedom to step into your purpose, into the equipping and the empowerment from the Holy Spirit, stepping into that and and fully utilizing that to, to be an image bearer of what it means to be you know, what it means to be made in God's image is to step out fully in your purpose that he's, he's given you and step forward in faith. That's such a powerful um, picture in my mind and is so full of truth and wisdom. And I use that as a barometer because anytime I see anyone being restricted or told that they're less than or not able to walk into their strengths and purpose, anything that holds someone back become suspect to me. And I think that that's, that is an accurate barometer for us. If we know that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. We have to bear that in mind. Mm. Uh, So the power of community is really important. And one of the theologians that uh, I follow and and love her work, her name's Lucy Pepiat. And I'll make sure you have the link to, to this, but she says that, when when we're talking about our identity in Christ, she says, we don't possess this identity as individuals, but only collectively. And we are giving this identity in order to be a witness to the character of God and the truth of Jesus in this world. So Lucy in her work would say as a disciple, it's just not enough to say I'm a disciple and I'm going to lead my life um, the way that I feel Jesus would have me lead my life. It is our identity as as Christians, and it is so much a communal identity that if we are not in connection with others, uh, other believers, and moving forward and having a positive impact and taking action, then we're not really fully living out our purpose. So when we think about some of these um, controversial themes in Christianity today, this this right now about social justice as an example. Uh, that's an action. That's like putting scriptural truth and wisdom to action. And I think that the that scripture is a place we can look to to see how um, we are called to image, to be image bearers in a world that that is broken. Mm. So yeah. So those are my my main thoughts. And I guess I would, uh, in a sec, toss it back to you, Christina, to maybe hit on even maybe something more specifically, but I just want to encourage um, all of you who are listening that the Holy Spirit is, is moving regardless of church activity. Um, 
I, th- I think that if you look at some of what we've experienced, even as a country over the last year, you've seen a lot of people do a lot of, a lot of things that took them out of their comfort zones and um, moved truth and wisdom forward. And it happened outside of church buildings. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be a restrictive, it can be very restrictive for, for us. And I felt for many years, one of the words that I got was, was walls about there just being too many walls between believers. And I think that personally, one of the takeaways I have from this time of the pandemic is that the Holy Spirit kind of eliminated those walls in this. Mm. (laughs) The walls became a a non-issue suddenly. We couldn't get into church buildings to be divided by church buildings. We were suddenly outside of church buildings. And yet you can see day-to-day people connecting, helping one another, um, uh, connecting, maintaining connections, finding ways to relate to one another, impacting lives one at a time. It's not, you know, the, the Great Commission is not that you have to go across the globe to bring someone to Christ. It really is that you have to go about your life on a day by day basis and make the impact that you make on the people that you come into contact with. Um, I think that's something important to remember, remember. And as we're all really busy as, as most of your listeners are building businesses and uh, you know, managing home and managing work and finding all of these creative solutions, it's, in how we put all those pieces together, I think, and how we um, just interact with those that we interact with on a day-to-day basis that our faith really shines through and that we do make impacts. Um, yeah. So I'm going to pause and take a breath because I've spoken. Yeah. For- oh my gosh. That's so good, <laughs> Stacey. That's so good. And I think you hit on so many good things. I took a couple of notes of questions that I want to ask you. Um, but I do want to say too, that I, I love, oh my gosh, I love what you said of how like the Holy Spirit just eliminated those walls that divide us. And, you know, I know everyone listening to this podcast, you know, there, there's something about this title of journey to influence that attracted you to listen to this podcast. And we all are on our own journey of influence. It's like the, the the title of journey to influence. It's like you're you're getting somewhere, like this end result. But we're all on our journey of influence. Whether you have, you know, if we're t- talking about social media and you've got one follower, or you're influencing in your home, your children, your your you know your family, your neighbors, your community, whoever you are in contact with. Like we all have this. Um, we are influencing, and so it it takes that to a whole nother level too. Of like what influence am I having and what influence do I want to have with the platforms that I do have? Because we all have platforms, you know, whether we're, we have a, a, we're very, um, you know, we want to be visible on social media like I do or, or not. We all have our platforms of influence where, you know, this comes into play. Um, I love that. Oh my gosh. You, you hit on so many great topics. I love, um, I'm just going to look at my notes here. I love that you do that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) um there's if you if you wanted to be like really tangible and say okay to be 
a woman of faith and influence, what are some, what's a great takeaway like that I can start incorporating today to just bear this stuff in mind? Because I think, you know, you don't wave a magic wand over your life and say, okay, now all of a sudden I'm utilizing my strength and uh, gifts from the spirit. Like it's, it's, it's a formation process. And a lot of what we have to do is capture the thoughts that we have. So when you feel less than you can't stop yourself from feeling less than Um, you can't stop yourself, but you can, when you take, when you see that that's the thought in your brain, you can capture that thought and make a choice with what to do with Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. I think um, if I could make one recommendation for a great book to check out Jenny Catron, C-A-T-R-O-N. She um, wrote a book about leadership and it is, I'll make sure you have the link, but she uses the passage um, that's uh, in Deuteronomy, but also in Mark 12, where Jesus uh, reiterates that we should operate within the two greatest commandments and that we are called to love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So she's developed a leadership book and challenges leaders to be good stewards in each of those areas. So for her, the heart is relational, the soul is spiritual, the mind is managerial and strength is our visionary, uh, is that visionary in us. So being able to grow in those areas And uh, I think that that's a really powerful picture and an easy one to to internalize and just Mm -hmm. continue to grow and and aim to grow in each of those areas as we go throughout our our lives. Yes. I love that you said it's a journey. You know, I love that you opened up with that, that it's a journey and all of our journeys look different as far as our spiritual journey goes and that wherever you are, is where you are, you are, you know, and it's okay. I know I've, I've, there have been lots of times where I feel kind of inadequate, like, Oh, I should, I, I feel like a newbie in my relationship with God when I've been in relationship with God, like almost my whole life, if not my whole life in some way or shape or form. And I still feel like I'm barely, you know, I just read this, this book recently that it, there was a page I just read a couple of days ago that said the same thing. And it was like a breath of fresh air of like, you know, feeling like, I don't know how to pray or I don't, you know, and, and kind of having that pressure on yourself of like, I should be further along. I should be closer to Mm -hmm. God. I should feel him more. I should discern the Holy spirit better. And that it is a lifelong journey is what the, the, the passage in the book was just like a breath of fresh air to me. It said, it's a lifelong journey, you know, and, and you are where you are and that's okay. You know? Um, but I love that. I love that. Um, I'm curious what, um, I'm sure you have a great book that you can recommend or some tips on how to, you talked about your gifts. You talked about like, uh, and I, I feel like that's something that I've heard you say before. And I feel like I've asked this question again, and you probably gave me a great book that I didn't read yet. Um, but how to discern what those gifts are, you know, it's like, how do we discern what those gifts are and what are spiritual gifts um, what are some, someone yeah. that someone can start with that? Sure, sure. So that's one of the great um, benefits of being in community with other believers is that usually gifts are, are things that we do so naturally. They come so naturally to us that we don't even recognize them as gifts. Other people have to tell us because they see differences 
in us uh, and differences in, in their own in their own strengths. But there's a, a free online. Um, it's I, I think it's called a, an assessment, but I'll I'll explain it just a little bit. It's gifts test. So gifts with an S test.com. And you can answer some questions. I think it's just a way for you to see and start to see the the strengths and gifts that you utilize most often and kind of put some names around those. And then they even offer some um, material to learn about each of the strengths and gifts. So that's one easy way to get into it and just get used to the language and then you can look at scripture and look in the passages that talk about the gifts of the spirit. I like to um, remind women, especially that we just because we're women doesn't mean we do not have access to all of the gifts. So uh, we, everyone, despite, you know, whatever gender, um, ethnic, uh, social, socioeconomic differences between us, the Holy Spirit sees us as as image bearers of God, we're the same. We are gifted the same ways. And I think that our gifts can shift over time. So you could be really strong in discernment in a certain period of your life, and you could be really strong in craftsmanship in another um, time in your life. So, you know, it, it's, I think the power in that Ephesians 4 passage is being able to see that when you have a community of believers who are individually gifted, I think the Holy Spirit empowers that community to be protective um, through through the use of gifts. It's important for everyone to step up and use their gifts and, and be confident in them because that's how we further the kingdom and how we protect ourselves. So that passage, I think, does a really good job at, at saying, you know, you're less susceptible to being tossed about um, when you are in a community that is fully using its gifts. So when you've connected, you're in a community that's protective. You're not going to be tossed about by every whim in the world and any bad teaching that you hear. And, and that's really critical, I think. Yeah. So I would start there really and then you good. can definitely dig in more. There's lots of resources. Awesome. Thank you. I'm definitely going to check that out. And then what would you say what are a couple of steps that someone can take to connect more to the Holy spirit? Like just simple, you know, starter steps. Yes. So it's a conversation and there are so many great ideas. I have a really good friend who does what she calls two way journaling and she will write out in her journal um, what's on her mind and also her questions and ask for response. And she will you know, periodically go back through her journal and see some of the things that she'd asked the Holy Spirit from her inside on or questions to answer she's wrestling with. And she'll see that in her life and connections she's made and things that have come up on her radar, she's answering some of those questions. It's kind of a two-way conversation. There are, um, you know, very common ways that, that people seem to hear from the Holy Spirit. One is through words and one is through just knowing, so having an inner knowing. Um, mm-hmm. Some people have dreams and visions. So there are different ways that the spirit can connect with us. And I think maybe we experience those ways over time and, and, and differently. But I would say 
approach it as you would any conversation. Spend time in prayer and ask, make bold asks for responses. And it's not about what you want, but it's just about starting the conversation. Because I think the interesting thing about how the Holy Spirit's worked in my life is the words that I get really don't make sense to me initially. Mm. But they become themes that I recognize in life uh, for a period of time. So that when I got that word walls, I didn't, I didn't really understand it uh, at the time, but it became clear over the course of days and weeks and months what that meant. And another example is I woke up one day um, to really strong words in my head, inclusion, exclusion. And it woke me up. That was the first thing. And I knew it did not come like I, I knew it wasn't my own thought process. It was something else. And I wrote mm. those words down and they ended up taking me on a very interesting journey. And I saw them show up in lots of different ways, even over the course of the pandemic and really helped me dig into what it means to be included in the body of Christ and what it means to be excluded from the body of Christ and what we can do better so that people don't feel excluded. Like, what are we doing that excludes? I think that that's a theme that's come up a lot in our world lately and one that we need to pay attention to. So I I think we all get words like that or, or something, uh, a knowing or, or a, a dream and just capture those and really put them on paper and, and think about them. See what happens yeah. as a result. Oh, I love that. I'm so excited to to continue on my journey, to continue to, you know, hopefully be a a good leader for other for other women who are looking to me for, you know, in this aspect of of my faith and being a, a Christian um leader in in my little community. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, prayer is something that I just really dove into this at the start of the year. I've never felt like I was a very strong, you know, you know prayer warrior or mm-hmm. anything like that. I've always kind of struggled with feeling like I'm not, not very strong at praying. Um, and so I, I read the, this book, the circle maker, and then the draw the circle 40 day challenge. And I just finished it yesterday. I just finished the 40 day, my first 40 day and just, um, you know, that's already just been so beneficial to start to really not start, but to deepen, um, my relationship with God through prayer and, you know, having, having that mindset of like, you know, talking to him being the first thoughts in my mind in the morning or the last thoughts in my mind at night and, and just having him guiding me, you know, throughout, like you said, um, Mm -hmm. And li- listening to those promptings, those those little feelings, and and following them, even if we don't always understand, like, hey, I just, you know, felt like I needed to reach out to you, and I don't really know yeah. why, but I just want, you know, following those. And I love how you said about connection, how the Holy Spirit can move through our connections, and I can definitely see that, like looking back, you know, years and years and years of like following where you know the connections that you've made and how that shaped your life or your experience or your business or of your faith, you know, all of these different connections, you know, you being one of them, um, and and other, other people who are near and dear in my life of like how God has used, you know, this connection that led to that connection that led to that connection that, 
you know, that's still, it's still ongoing, right? We're on this podcast today and, and I know that we're, our relationship is going to continue and, um, you know, you've been a blessing in my life and it's just very, very interesting to see. I want to, I want to continue to learn how the Holy Spirit is working in my life, learn to notice those things. You know, that was one of the things, um, I just started a prayer journal. That was part of my process in the beginning of the year of journaling in my prayer journal. So I love that you said, you know, write these things down because then you can go back and see, oh, wow. Like I wrote this down and look at how over here it's, you know, come, come back full circle over here or, um, you know, whether it's prayers or, and again, that's like such a journey of, I'm, I'm really allowing myself to have that journey of, you know, letting my prayers be what they are now and not, not, expecting them to be perfect and knowing that like, I'm going to continue to evolve and that it's not so much about getting what I'm asking God for. It's about like, who am I becoming on this journey? How, Mm -hmm. how am I, you know, how is God changing my heart? Like you said too, that it's a, the Holy spirit, like is going to change your heart and what that looks like and to be able to watch that unfold over time, you know, and, and following that journey, I think is really, really neat. And, um, I want to definitely, um, this is making me think of like, I want to write down more when I feel those promptings that I feel like are the Holy Spirit, you know, and write those down because I haven't been doing that. And that's, I think that's a really good idea to be able to, to see, um, what comes of that, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, I, I hear from, men and women a lot that they feel like they can't ask the questions and uh, they can't have questions and say they're, they're faithful if they, if they have doubt or unbelief. And I I think that's absolutely incorrect. Um, When we see uh, the story and I'm going to guess, I'm pretty sure it's in Genesis I'm not sure. I'll have to come back and tell you for sure. But, you know, the story of uh, wrestling Mm -hmm. with, with God, like that the Mm -hmm. church was formed through in, in that wrestling match. Um, And it was only, it was only after that wrestling match that Isaac was it Jacob, Jacob wrestled. Mm -hmm. So it was only yep. after that wrestling match that he received his blessing from God. Right. So like the, the, our whole faith was formed like right then our, the, the trajectory of the church started there and it started in a wrestling match and, and he willingly went into the wrestling match with God and God met him right there where he was wrestling. Uh, and, and he walked away differently, right? It says he walked away with a limp. Yep. He walked mm-hmm. away impacted and he received God's blessing in that moment. So I think it's the, the interesting thing for me is recognizing how much deeper my faith goes in those moments where I do uh, work through something that has bothered me or a tradition maybe that didn't sit well or a, a verse or passage in scripture that just didn't, didn't seem to, to be truthful to me. And I, I really mm-hmm. focus in on those things and wrestle with them. And then my faith deepens. So I think, yeah. I think we have to walk into that, um, posture of wrestle of wrestling too. And just, I love, I love that. It, it feels weird, um, to say, 
but mm-hmm. it's accurate. It's accurate. It's okay to have questions. It's okay to say that I feel like I can, you know, I'm not quite uh, there with this particular issue or, or passage, or even as women, I would encourage women to just look at stories of women in scripture. We don't hear a lot about women and, and church services um, all the time about all of the beautiful passages of women, but there's over a thousand women in scripture and we can learn so much from them uh, and their stories and what they encountered, the decisions that they made and the ways that they, that God led them and blessed them in their journeys. I think that's another way to just connect and see yourself. It's so important to see yourself uh, and find yourself and find your story and lessons that you can learn from scripture. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that about you too. That That's something that I've definitely seen over the years of you really diving into um, the women of the Bible and, and bringing those stories to light. Because like you said, we don't necessarily always hear them. Those aren't necessarily the ones that are chosen you know, for most of the sermons in church mm-hmm. and stuff. So I love that. I love that. <clears throat> Sorry, I just choked on my own spit. <laughs> um, there is a book, there's a book that I have sitting on my nightstand. It's Bad Girls of the Bible. Have you read that one? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. I haven't read it. It's yeah. sitting on my nightstand, like read me, read me, read me. And I've got that one. I've got Girls with Swords, which I did actually um, start that one. I'm a little bit into that one. Um, but no, I, I definitely want to learn more about um, the women in the Bible and how God has used them, um, you know, just as much as the men or, you know, yeah. so, and, and I've heard some stories from you as well that were just really, really amazing. Um, so you're doing incredible things. I love how, I love everything that you stand for and how, um, what a great leader you are for, for women, you know women of faith. I'll throw that back at you, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. And um, I'd love to connect again and hear, hear about your journaling and where that takes you. So you'll have to keep me. Yes, I do. I do need to keep you updated with that. Um, Yes, absolutely. And I will keep you all up to date with that as well. I've, I've been meaning to hop on the podcast as well, and I will do another episode and kind of share with you um, what what has been going on on my journey. So I will do that soon as well. Um, and if you would like to further connect with Stacy, which I highly encourage you to do, um, a couple of ways, and I will put all these links in the description of the podcast along with the resources that she spoke of um, during this episode. Um, but you can find her on her website at clarityunleashed.com. And you can also find her Facebook group, which is the Deconstruction Zone on Facebook. So I will have those um, on the description of the podcast. I would love to hear, you know, um, something really stood out to you. I would love to hear it. So connect with me on Instagram, shoot me a message or shoot me a message here on the podcast. I would love to hear from you. Um, so don't ever hesitate to reach out to me. You know, faith is such a journey. It's such a journey that's near and dear to my heart. And like Stacy said, like, it's not, it's not perfect. I've got questions. I've got things, um, you know, that I don't understand, but I know enough to feel connected to God and know that I want him to be the center of, of my life and the, and the, you know, the, the, the leader, the guide of my life. And, um, and so that's just kind of where I am, but it's, it's a continuous journey of learning and deepening. And, um, you know, I pray for 
for a hunger and a thirst for God that's just never, you know, never quenched. I I pray for that for a stronger, you know, hunger for him above all else. And, um, and I've really, really been enjoying just the journey that he's been taking me on, um, the beginning of this year. So I'm excited to, to continue to grow in my faith and, um, yeah. So thank you so much, Stacy. This has been so good. It's been an honor to have you. And, um, I know that we'll connect, we'll connect soon offline. Fantastic. Thanks again. Look forward to talking to you soon. All righty. See you later. Thank you.